Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Tuesday, January 9th edition of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. I'm Ben Wilson in for Josh Applebaum. Midweek here as we talk about a college basketball and NBA card with a few interesting matchups fresh off of the chaos that was week 18 in the NFL and then last night's national championship game. couple days of a breather before the NFL playoff action heats up. Josh will have you covered on that late in the week. So want to get into some actionable bets that you can make in your portfolios. I think a lot of betters now turning their attention into the college basketball season. We're fully into conference play, getting a really good idea now with a decent sample size of 14, 15 games of what the majority of these teams actually are. And it's a, always a good time if you haven't done so already to be just taking stock of where teams are at throughout the college basketball landscape and start to just put together some teams in your mind who you either like as potential play on teams come March Madness or some teams who you don't really believe are living up to the current numbers or rankings out there right now. And there's a couple examples of that that we'll talk about here with two marquee matchups in the Big 12. The one top 25 versus top 25 game we have tonight, it is 18th ranked BYU at 14th ranked Baylor. Baylor enters this game a three and a half point favorite. Actually, the early market money, though, has come in on the road team. The BYU Cougars maybe a buy on the dip in the market for BYU because this is down to Baylor minus two and a half at most shops. I even see a couple offshores going down to Baylor minus two in the early AM hours East Coast time. Total taking some under money as well, 155 and a half to 154. It is a fascinating matchup of teams where you have strength on strength. BYU and Baylor are each unbelievably elite three-point shooting teams. BYU scores the second most points in the country from three-point range. Almost 44% of their points come from three, while Baylor is the number one three-point shooting team in the country, even if they don't take a ton of them. But on the flip side, each defend the three-point line really well. These are both guard-heavy elite teams in the backcourt. BYU's fifth in the country in defending the three while Baylor's had some defensive numbers really sag off. They're 70th in overall defense in the Ken Pomeroy efficiency numbers, but have done a good job defending the three. That's been their strength this season under head coach Scott Drew, 38th from three-point range. It's a BYU team, though, that in general, if you've watched them, and this is somewhat indicated by the fact so many points of the Cougars come from three-point range, it might be the most high-variance team of the squads you are going to see in the NCAA tournament. When it is on, when the threes are clicking, they can beat anybody. And right now, I mean, the Ken Palm numbers 
love BYU in part because they are a very analytically sound driven team up tempo, shoot as many threes as possible, try to create separation on the floor and get good looks. The problem is uh, this is college basketball. It's not the NBA and there are nights where things don't go according to plan. And Saturday night for BYU in their last game was one of those games. It's why maybe there's a, a, a thought in the market from betters to buy on this dip because BYU is a 10-point home favorite to Cincinnati and probably went 13 of 46 from three-point range in an 11-point home loss, only scored 60 points. A BYU team averaging almost 90 on the season coming in. How about this? 46 three-point attempts, only 18 two-point attempts. So the analytics can look brilliant one night, and when all of a sudden three-point shots aren't falling, it's not to say you should just totally abandon your game plan, but you also need to make adjustments. And Mark Pope's team, they're they're really good in the backcourt, but they're still learning how to uh, work through that. And leading scorer Jackson Robinson did not have a good game. A guy who averages 15 a game and shoots 40% from three, just five points, one of five from three in the last outing. So I understand there's a school of thought that would say, all right, BYU is in a good bounce-back spot are not a team that's going to go 13 to 46 most nights from three. This should profile as a really good uh, situation for them against a team who tends to struggle on the defensive end. But I'd counter by saying you have a, a Baylor team that just opened a brand new facility where they have their home games, has been playing much better at home than the road recently, and has excelled defending the three with their elite guard play. Guards Jacoby Walter, Ray J. Dennis, and Langston Love average over 40 points a game combined. Those three are the top three points per game scorers this season. And while BYU has been one of the more unheralded out of nowhere stories this early college hoop season, and they are definitely going to be a NCAA tournament team and a team who could easily make a deep run with the right matchups. This is a perfect spot for Baylor who has been much better at home and was unconvincing one in overtime had to grind it out on the road against Oklahoma state over the weekend. But I like the Baylor bears number one, three point shooting team in the country. They also crashed the glass really well, 14th in offensive rebounding, and just a little bit more balanced and have just better high high ceiling guard play in general for head coach Scott Drew. So while I am high on the BYU Cougars long term, I will look at a reduced number. I disagree with this early overnight market move. I do like the Baylor Bears at home laying a cheap price, laying two and a half against BYU. All right, game number two on our card here, the best games tonight in college basketball. They both come in the Big 12 and remember what I was saying about how there are some teams right now who you might, if you know, as more you watch them and take in their games, might come to the conclusion that they're not really deserving of being NCAA caliber teams and they might be a fade. I, I know I've identified one. I think a lot of people have as well with the Texas Longhorns, who are ranked 25th in the country. Why? I'm not really sure, uh, beside the name brand and the fact that they are the Longhorns in a Power 5 conference. Nothing else outside of that would suggest Texas should be a top 25 team. Texas in Cincinnati tonight, who we just talked about their opponent last game. Cincinnati pulling off the upset at BYU. They now try to follow up on that and are getting a ton of market love, and I completely understand why. Cincinnati from three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now that's a five-and-a-half. Some books in Las Vegas have already touched six, and it appears like this is the only one-way movement in the direction of Cincinnati. A little bit of under money coming in from 146-and-a-half to 146 Texas, there's no other way to say it. They're pure frauds. 11-3 and three this season under head coach Rodney Terry, but are 1-3 against top 100 Ken Pomeroy teams. And we're talking about a team that is in the Big 12, arguably the deepest conference in college basketball, yet they've barely played anybody. And when they have played good teams, they've been exposed. A team that is 
just mediocre all over the place, outside the top 50 in defense, barely inside the top 40 on offense. Uh, this is a fringe NCAA tournament team, not at all a top 25 team. And, and betters might look at this and go, wait, really? Ranked team catching a big number on the road? Uh, no, but the betting market doesn't care what the ranking is, and, and the ranking should not even apply here. Texas Tech just throttled Texas over the weekend, 78-67. And it's a rebuilding Texas Tech team who came in as five-and-a-half-point dogs. They went into Austin and won that game handily, 78-67. A big source of, you know, of struggle for Texas, A, had to replace a ton of pieces from last year's team that made a deep run in the NCAA tournament, who I really liked. Brought in guard Max Acemas this year, who was the, a very popular player, was the guy who led the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles to the Sweet 16 back in the COVID season. I got a lot of run through that, he's, but he's an undersized guard, and while he's an amazing three-point shooter, shooting at 40% this year from three, Acemas is still a liability on defense, and so he's one of your top guards. Now, Texas is not an, an overpowering, overwhelming team. They have a couple of six-foot guards in the backcourt, and as a result, have been exposed in that area, 155th this year in three-point defense. You get a Cincinnati team who is starting to round into form, and and I, I talk about Texas and the lack of physicality. I don't you know, say that just to... You know, just to look at just some sort of raw, you know, raw number here on the size, but it really matters when you talk about physical teams. And Cincinnati, under Wes Miller now in his third year as head coach, have really tried to get back to that that traditional, that Bob Huggins old school rough and tumble Cincinnati teams of the past that were really successful. I think back to Kenyon Martin of the mid '90s, just guys who were bruisers in the paint. So this this really shows as a great physical matchup for Cincinnati against a Texas team that's been much more finesse and really struggles on the defensive end. Uh, Victor Lockin has been really good, a 6'11 forward, 14 points a game, 8.5 boards per contest for Cincinnati, who crashed the glass so well. Top 10 in the country in rebounding, one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation. Uh, so I completely agree with the line move. Look, you're talking about a, a game that was from 3.5, now out to 5.5. Some 6 is now showing in the market. Uh, I would not – I, I don't want to – especially on a game that's moved this much. Don't want to go ahead and chase those points. There are so many games on the college basketball card. Uh, but at the same time, if you if you like something else in college hoops tonight and you or any other game here, if you like a favorite just to win, or maybe you tie this into uh, to an NFL game coming up this weekend, maybe you tie this into, say, the Buffalo Bills winning outright, you could throw in like a little two-team money line parlay, get yourself in that even money to minus 120 range. That's what I like to do. I don't like to go crazy. No more than two teams for me in my money line parlays. It's kind of on principle, but that's how I'd play this with Cincinnati. I do feel really confident in them backing up that win at BYU with an outright win over Texas. Will they cover the spread? Well, you're paying a big premium now in the market uh, as this has really gotten out of hand here from three and a half all the way out to five and a half or six. And the last game we'll talk about, it's in the NBA. It's a, it's a pretty light NBA card tonight, but one really interesting angle that I'm happy to take advantage of or at least try to again as the Toronto Raptors take on the LA Lakers. L.A. Lakers, five-point favorites with really minimal movement so far on that five, although the total has gotten some movement to the over, 230.5 to 32, and it is an over that I'm going to play, and I'll explain why here in a second. With the Toronto Raptors in the middle of a long West Coast road trip, fourth game of six now, and the first of a back-to-back in L.A., they take on the Clippers on Wednesday. A team that's 15-21, and but a group that has looked a lot different since the trade with the New York Knicks for R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly giving up OG and Obi in the process. And it's the Toronto piece of this, which is why I really like over 232. Toronto offensively has been unbelievably dynamic with with a, a, a bevy now of 
talented scoring pieces. And Barrett and Quickly have come in and immediately pushed tempo. They have allowed the team to spread things out on the floor and look so much better on offense. Last four games since the trade happened, Toronto Raptor games 3-1 to the over, team total 4-0 to the over, and the team is fifth now in offensive net rating over the last four games. While the defensive side of the, of the ball has not improved, it's actually regressed. 20th in defensive rating over the last four games. Compare that to the season for Toronto, 16th on offense, 18th on defense in adjusted rating from the NBA.com advanced stats. So a ton better on O. Is this a short-term thing? Perhaps. But Toronto's been a feisty team, even at 15 and 21 this year. We talked about them last week on the show. And a group that I still like to continue their offensive success. Just went into Golden State the other night and put up 133 in a 15-point road win. R.J. Barrett went off for 37 points in that game. And he and Emmanuel quickly have been the leading point scorers each of the last three games for Toronto. Uh, Lakers coming in at 18 and 19. The one thing you want to watch out for, LeBron James technically questionable with an ankle. But all, all signs are that he will go. Did put up 25 points over the weekend in that very emotional tight win over the L.A. Clippers. Right after it seemed like the season was potentially crumbling on the Lakers, that was a big bounce back. We've seen some offensive life here for the Lakers. And I'd expect a much more open game, especially after that grinded out kind of playoff atmosphere type contest between two rivals, the Lakers and the Clippers on Sunday night. One other injury note, Rui Achimura, who's been out since New Year's Eve, doubtful as he continues his road back from injury with the Lakers at 18 and 19. So I expect the total to continue rising. I would look at an over 232. Wouldn't shock me if we keep seeing some money going over into this market. Of course, the big asterisk here, if LeBron is for some reason ruled out, you would expect a significant drop-off to happen, but I have no reason to believe he will sit uh, despite that questionable tag. There we go. It's three games to lead the card for your Tuesday slate. Best of luck with all your plays. I'll be back with you tomorrow. A lot of good midweek action here in the Hoops College and NBA. We'll have it for you tomorrow as we do each and every morning right here on VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.